Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday, not Thursday, not Friday, Wednesday. If you are in the United States or other parts of the world that celebrate Thanksgiving, tomorrow, Thursday is Thanksgiving. So I decided to not have a new episode tomorrow. And Friday, uh, again, if you're in the United States, is Black Friday and holiday shopping and post-Thanksgiving leftover eating time. Um, So I decided instead of doing a Friday episode, I obviously wasn't going to do Thursday, to do a special Wednesday episode. So here's something a little bit different. I know it's been a bit since I have um, had a new episode. I've just been preparing things. I always um, like to improve the podcast in any ways that I can. And if that means taking a little hiatus every now and then, then so be it, because I want to have the best quality podcast for you all. So just thought I would mention that as well. Um, But I've got lots to talk about today. I'm pretty excited. So uh, we'll get into it. But before that, as always, a little pre-recorded ad for you all. So here is that pre-recorded ad. All right, thank you so much for listening to that pre-recorded ad. I always say it and it sounds scripted already. It's not. But I know as a someone who listens to podcasts quite often that it's really annoying to have to listen to ads. But as a podcast host, I really do appreciate that you all listen to that ad. Um, but now let's get into the real, the, the show, what you came here, the episode, what you're here to listen to. Um, I want to start off by talking, I've got quite a few award shows to talk about, I got some Jonas Brothers stuff to talk about, which is always a good time, I've got some Marvel stuff to talk about, which you know I love, um, but before I do any of that, I want to talk about Dancing with the Stars, so this Monday was the finale for season 30. First of all, I'm a huge fan, I have been watching this show for years, but I think last year, um, Christina Machado from One Day at a Time was on the show and I think that's the first time I like really was so invested in it even though I have watched it for years off and on um this was the first time I was super invested and so this year I kind of was really invested in it again um you know after the whole scandal with Olivia Jade I was really interested to see her on Dancing with the Stars uh I was interested of course to see Suni Lee because I just think she's amazing and you know a gold medal winner of the 2020 Olympics and whatnot Jojo Siwa especially she was going to be the first um dancer to ever dance with a, a, a same gender partner so uh, yeah, I was pretty excited about all of that, so this season I was also pretty invested, and the finale was wow. Um, so the last final four in the finale were Jojo Siwa, which I think was a given, Amanda Klutz, who also has quite a dance experience background, if you um, consider it, and here's, look, I'm gonna say this real quick. I'm not completely opposed to people with dance backgrounds being on Dancing with the Stars. For example, I remember people complaining like when Zendaya was on there. But the difference is Zendaya, yes, she does have she did does have some dance training from Disney Channel and stuff like that. But I feel like at the level that Jojo Siwa was at, um she was literally on a show called Dance Moms. She competed every week. She learned new dances. I feel like although people like to deny it, yes, there is certain advantages. Myself being a dancer, I know that even though maybe I wouldn't necessarily be the best at ballroom, I would have certain advantages over someone who has never danced before. Um and then Amanda Clutes also like with all her Broadway experience and Rocket experience, I definitely think there's a fine line between like and, it, like, who should be allowed to compete? 
Um, but with that being said, I don't mind when they compete having a big dance background. I just appreciate if the judges judge them a little harsher, taking into consideration their advantages, which do very much exist. Anyway, so they were in the finale, as well as Cody Rigsby, who is a Peloton instructor. Um, him and his partner, Cheryl, got um, COVID during the season. So um, it was a very, like, kind of comeback story. They they had one week where they were judged off the rehearsal footage, another week where they danced remotely, which was a first for the show. Um, so, yeah, a very interesting kind of um, comeback story there. And then there was Iman Schumpert, I think I'm saying his last name correctly, who uh, is a former NBA player and um, actually the first NBA player from Dancing with the Stars to make it to the finale. And I think quite a few athletes have actually been on Dancing with the Stars, but normally they're kind of um, stiff and they're kind of like... Um, maybe scared to get out of their comfort zone and whatnot so he was the first one to make it to the finale so definitely all four um in the finale definitely deserve to be there i wish uh not over anyone else maybe amanda Klutz, but that's just my opinion um but i in general i just wish suni had made it to the finale i think she really did blossom as a dancer um but i do agree like i i agree with the four who did make it um and then this week's episode, before I tell you who won and discuss all that, which by the way, if you don't want to know, if you haven't seen it or whatever, spoiler alert coming up. But anyway, um, another kind of interesting thing about the finale episode, very unpredictable, um, is that Derek Huff, who's one of the four judges, actually got COVID. So his sister Julianne, who has previously judged on the Ensign with the Stars, and she was a Mirabal winner herself, um, was filling in. So, yeah, definitely a very, like, unexpected finale. Um, but when it came down to it, in fourth place was Amanda Klutz. And to be totally honest, um, I very much agreed with that placement. Um, after they said it, I was kind of like, okay, yes, like, anything goes. Um, then Cody Rigsby was in third place. And I was like, again, I was like, yes, this is kind of exactly what I wanted. And then Jojo Siwa in second um, I definitely loved her. I loved, actually, um, I loved her freestyle dance that she did. It was to Born This Way by Lady Gaga. It was really amazing, and she's, like, a really great role model for young people and for everyone who, um, you know, is a fan of her, who watches her, whatever. So, I was really happy that she got second, and really, truly, honestly, I would have been fine if she had gotten first, but I also have to acknowledge her dance experience, and the show is about taking people who aren't dancers and turning them into dancers, so I was pretty satisfied with her second place, and then Iman won first place, which was really awesome, um, Daniela, who was his, um, pro that he was paired with, one of the pros, she is an incredible choreographer, I think she knocks it out of the park, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets nominated for an Emmy for her work on this season, um, I think a big part of it is not just that she taught him to dance, but she tailored the choreography in a way that it worked for him, it made him look good, so yeah, I was very, very happy with the outcome of the show, I know there was people who were mad that Jojo didn't win, and again, I would have been really happy if she had won as well, um, like, I would have been happy if Iman had made it to second place, and I would have been like, wow, that's great, you know, awesome, he made it that far, and I would have been happy if Jojo made it to first, and I would have, um, but at the same time, like, I'm not mad, I know people are mad, but, 
uh, which a lot less people than I expected to be mad are mad, but there are some who are still upset about the outcome. But I think given JoJo's dance background and um, kind of being the favorite to win the season, um, yeah, I, I think I'm okay with the placement, the outcome. I hope everyone else is. Um, but yeah, so that was Dancing with the Stars. Now moving on, there was another kind of TV special this week. Um, Netflix released the Jonas Brothers Family Roast. I don't want to spoil this too much because this did just come out on Netflix and it is available to watch. I'm going to spoil a little bit though, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers, fast forward a few minutes into the episode, okay? Um, yeah, so basically this roast... Um, Kevin, Joe, and Nick were there, obviously, and there was um, some celebrity guests roasting them. They had John Legend, Pete Davidson, Niall Horan, um, who else? I feel like Dr. Phil made an appearance as well. His son, Jordan McGraw, who's good friends with the Jonas Brothers, opened up for their show this summer. Um, and then, of course, their wives, Danielle, Priyanka, and Sophie Turner, who is a queen, by the way. Um, and yeah, it was super funny. Um, I really, there were certain things where I was like, oh, wow, they really went there. Wow. Um, but it was hilarious. Um, it came out 12 Pacific Standard Time, which for me was 2 a.m. And so I stayed up to watch it because I'm a huge Jonas Brothers fan and I wasn't going to be able to, um, not watch it till the next day. So I stayed up till 2 a.m. to watch it. And my whole family's asleep. And literally the entire, I believe it was like an hour and a half, I was trying to hold back my laughter. I was literally laughing out loud, which doesn't happen very often when I'm watching anything. Like I can laugh internally, but laughing out loud does not very much happen to me. And with this special, I was laughing out loud. Um, incredibly funny. So if you get the chance to watch it, it's on Netflix. Uh, highly recommend it. I'm just glad the band didn't break up again. I'll just say that. I was going to give you some spoilers. Um, all I'll say is um, Lonely Kevin strikes again. Um, and yeah, I, I won't say much more than that. I'll let you all watch the special for yourself and decide what you think of it. But definitely um, worth checking out. I laughed out loud. Um, I would say especially watch it if you're a fan of the Jonas Brothers because there are certain things that only like fans will understand but if you're not a fan maybe if you like are a hater um which I hope I don't have any Jonas Brothers haters listening to this but maybe if you're a hater you would enjoy it as well um but it's all in good fun pretty good um special like I said I was laughing out loud the entire hour and a half um so yeah definitely check it out if you get the opportunity I won't say anything else about that um, last Thursday were the Latin Grammys. Now, I don't have too much to say in regards to this. Um, Christina Aguilera performed, amazing. Um, you know, um, Sofia Carson was there. She looked amazing. But I want to talk about my, one of my favorite singers ever. Like, <laughs> literally, I'm talking about all my favorite, my favorite band and my two favorite singers in this episode. So, Jonas Brothers, my favorite band. Olivia Rodrigo, one of my favorite singers, we're going to talk about her in a little bit, but the one I'm talking about right now is Dana Paola, and she performed, she got her first ever Latin Grammy nomination, unfortunately she did not win her category, but that is alright, like, she got to perform, she was absolutely incredible, she performed her song Kayatu, which is a very, like, feminist song, it also, she addressed, um, if you don't know, in Mexico there are a lot of women being killed for absolutely no reason, 
so she kind of addressed that situation and um you know it it was a whole thing but i loved her production um i was a little disappointed they didn't let her sing uh in some of the previous awards shows she's done she's gone to sing more than one song or kind of like a remix obviously i'm not saying she should have performed like two or three full songs but i i'm a little disappointed she didn't do more of like a remix however i think for her first latin grammys performance gayathu was perfect i like that she decided to spread a message there's a few other songs i would have loved to hear her sing as well but i think um I love what she did. Um, everything was very simple. The staging, the lights were kind of the most elaborate part of the um, whole performance. But her costume, her background dancer's costumes, very simple. Um, so yeah, I think everything worked great together. Um, truly, like, very entertaining. And I absolutely adore her. And um, yeah, she absolutely killed it. And she's using Hailey Bieber's old stylist, if I'm not mistaken. Or not using, like, permanently, but while she was here, because the Latin Grammys took place in Las Vegas, uh, she used her stylist, and she, there was a bunch of different, like, events before the Grammys and after, you know, after parties and whatnot. And I think every single outfit she wore absolutely slayed. Um, I always love her fashion. She has, like, this very distinct style um and I adore everything she wore so if you have a chance to check out like her Instagram or check out the photos from the Latin Grammys definitely check them out um especially the Carolina Herrera dress that she wore to the red carpet it was like black and strapless and it was kind of short in the front but very like poofed out in the back very beautiful dress um so yeah I definitely love that she worked with that stylist I hope they work together again in the future I know um People didn't necessarily like her when she was Hailey Bieber's um, stylist in the past, but I think she really worked well with Dana, and maybe she's improved as a stylist overall. So I really did like them working together. All right, moving on. I want to talk about the American Music Awards. That was on Sunday, and um, my girl Olivia Rodrigo, my literal favorite artist, um, well, tied with Dana let's say, favorite American artist. Um, she performed. She performed Traitor. Absolutely killed it, as always. Um, you know, Traitor is one of my favorite songs from Sour. I love Good For You. Depends on the vibe I'm in, but Traitor is definitely one of my favorite songs. It's just so emotional and, you know, very, um, like, transparent. So, she performed it. Absolutely amazing. Um... I loved as well her red carpet look. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check it out. This is a podcast. Unfortunately, I can't show you. But um, definitely look it up. <laughs> um, and she won for New Artist of the Year. She was nominated in several categories, so I was a little disappointed to see that she did win more. But I was pretty happy that she won New Artist of the Year. Um, she has less than a year of career, and she's already accomplished so much something else we're going to talk about a little later but you know she's won an american music award and um uh, mtv vma actually two of those um so yeah she's in with less than a year of a serious music career yes i know she was on disney and acted and did high school musical musical the series but i'm talking in terms of a serious music career she has like less than a year so um I think it's pretty amazing that she even won New Artist of the Year. Artist of the Year went to BTS, which I was pretty excited about. 
I also love that during their acceptance speech, they spoke in Korean, which is their native language. Um, Bad Bunny and Becky G also spoke their native languages, which for them is Spanish. I love, um, especially like having such diversity and so many different languages at the American Music Awards, because like that is what America is, is like diverse people. And I love that being acknowledged and yeah I'm I'm happy like obviously would I have wanted Olivia Rodrigo to get artist of the year yes but at the same time she's the new artist of the year and I'm totally okay with that I love BTS I mean um I'm, I wouldn't consider myself ARMY but I do listen to quite a few of their songs my best friend kind of got me hooked on them so I'm really happy that they won also that they were there in person I'm not completely sure somebody can correct me if I'm wrong but I believe this was their first like in-person award show maybe since COVID hit I could be wrong but I I um I think I'm correct um Taylor Swift won for favorite female pop artist again Olivia Rodrigo was nominated in the category um and of course I would have um like wanted her to win but I think even Olivia herself would be happy that Taylor won Taylor has been knocking it out of the park if you haven't listened to Red Taylor's version especially the all too well 10 minute version short film definitely check that out Taylor absolutely kills it um ever more folklore absolute masterpieces and then just being able to re-record her music so that she can own it but having us love it again and having us almost react to it as if it was something new that we've never listened to before um definitely just insane um taylor swift also won for favorite pop album again sour was nominated so i um, i am almost a little scared to say this um i like sour a little more than evermore folklore would have been a different story but in terms of evermore i do like sour a little more but i'm not mad that taylor won ariana grande positions was also nominated though uh, I wouldn't have been mad if Ariana had won, but, you know, it's okay. Um, favorite pop song, Butter by BTS won. Again, Olivia was nominated for Driver's License. But I have to say, in terms of, like... Now, maybe if another song from Sour had been nominated, but in terms of Driver's License versus Butter, I also would have picked Butter. Um, I think that might be the song that really got me hooked on BTS, which is a little embarrassing. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. But, um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you want to, um, look up who won some of the other categories, you might guess. Oh, um, Latin artist, a uh, male Latin artist was Bad Bunny. I also love that they had a female Latin artist category because normally when it comes to Latin artists, um, the males are so, like, they dominate the category, um, kind of unjustly in any award show, basically. If you look it up, um, historically, like, latin category is usually male singers or male artists so i was pretty happy they had a separate female latin category um and becky g won not mad i do like pretty much all the other artists in the category galiuchis carol g nothing natasha rosalia so i would have been happy if any of them had won but i am happy that becky g won as well um and yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of other categories, like I said, if you want to check those out, go ahead and look it up. Um, Billboard has a full list of who won and whatnot, so you can definitely do that. Um, and um, one thing I want to talk about in terms of the AMAs as well, before I get into whatever else I'm going to be talking about, is that 
Cardi B was an incredible host. I honestly was a little, like, um, skeptical when I heard Cardi B would be hosting. Uh, I was, like, a little bit scared, a little bit, like, what's she gonna do? But she was actually hilarious. Um, uh, speaking of JoJo Siwa earlier, uh, JoJo Siwa was presenting a, um, an award. And actually, first of all, before I even get into the Cardi or whatever my point of this was, I want to say she looked amazing, uh, much more grown up than usual. She was wearing a black dress. She had her hair down. No more big ponytail and bow. Um, anyway, but Cardi was hilarious. So obviously Jojo Siwa was there because she was presenting an award. And Cardi's like, I wanted you for my daughter's birthday, but you were booked. And she's like, can you come over for Christmas? And then, um, BTS performed twice as well. They performed once with Coldplay and then once by themselves. And so when she was presenting them the second time, she made some kind of comment along the lines of like, they're so famous, they're performing twice. And then she was like, oh, we got a good budget or something, um, which was really funny. And I just really enjoyed her as a host. Um, she was like kind of chaotic, but in the best way ever. So yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but she surpassed my expectations by far. Um, now the other thing that happened this week, actually just yesterday, is the Grammy nominations were, um, were announced, which is pretty exciting. Um, my girl Olivia Rodrigo, my fave, um, she is nominated for seven Grammys, including all four of the major categories, which are the, hold on. I had this here, so I would remember, and now I forgot. Okay, Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. And in addition to that, she's also nominated for three others, which are Best Pop Vocals Album, Best Pop Solo Performance, and Best Music Video for Good For You. So, absolutely insane. Um, She really has a shot at winning several of those categories. I just can't believe... um, and I've said this before, a year ago, like, she was my most listened to artist on Spotify because of her music from High School Musical, the musical, the series, and this year, she's probably going to be a lot of people's most listened to artists on Spotify for her album, Sour, and now she's seven-time Grammy nominee, Olivia Rodrigo, so that's really insane, um, but I'm really excited for her. I definitely think, um, best new artist category, I would literally bet money that that's hers, um, I think several of the other ones as well, she has a good shot at winning. I, I hope, I don't really know who else is nominated in this particular category, but I hope that um, Best Music Video, I really hope Good For You gets it. I love that music video. Um, now, some people were a little bit upset. There was also a few, like, little controversies. Oh, actually, before I talk about those little controversies, another one that I'm super excited about is Selena Gomez. She got her first ever Grammy nomination, which is insane. Um super excited for her and it's in the latin category because of her spanish album revelacion so um that's very exciting um very happy for her Uh, i love selena gomez and i know a lot of people think like oh she's not a good singer or oh this or that and but you know what like i love her music i love her as a person and you know she um has number one songs how what do the haters have so yeah and she's grammy nominated are the haters Grammy nominated? I don't think so. Um, there was a little bit of controversies, a little bit of upsets, as there always are with the Grammys. Um, people are upset that BTS's Butter did not um, get nominated for Record of the Year or Song of the Year. In fact, BTS is actually only nominated, I believe, in one category. Uh, I believe it's for Butter. I'm not sure the category, but so people are upset that they were not nominated for more. 
I've got to agree, BTS is kind of the biggest, and I say this um, and very well knowing that my favorite boy band is still the Jonas Brothers, but I must acknowledge that BTS is the biggest boy band in the world right now. They are insanely huge. So for them to only be nominated in one category and then for Butter, which was like a huge, incredible song, to not be nominated for Record of the Year or Song of the Year, I understand that's upsetting. Um, At least Olivia has a chance now because I think if BTS had been nominated, they would take it for sure. Um, What else? Oh, Casey Musgraves. People are upset that she did not get nominated for Album of the Year. Um, You know, in 2019, she won Album of the Year for her album um, Golden Hour. And now her album, Starcrossed, is not nominated. I believe she did get, like, one of the songs got a nomination, which is um, her song, Camera Roll. It got Best uh, Country Solo Performance and Best Country Song um, nominations. But people are upset that the album in general didn't get a nomination, especially after her having got an album of the year in the past. So, yeah. And then the other kind of upsetting thing is that Miley Cyrus is not nominated in any category. People really thought her um, album, um, or I'm sorry, yeah, her album Plastic Hearts, I got lost for a second, um, was going to get a nomination, especially it's, uh, people thought it would be maybe like in the rock category, and unfortunately, nothing. Um, And apparently, her album, or not her album, her song The Climb, was actually nominated um, in 2010 for the Grammys and then unnominated for some reason. So, yeah, Miley has been snubbed a lot by the Grammys and people are not having it. Um, another thing people are upset about is that Ariana Grande did not get nominated in any of the big four categories um, for her album positions. So, yeah, I can see Ariana Grande is an insanely amazing singer. To be totally honest, Positions is not my favorite album of hers, but I can see why people are upset um, Ariana Grande having the talent that she has. Um, so, yeah, there there are a little bit of um, definitely some little upsets that happened but I for one I'm very happy for Olivia Rodrigo um you know I hope um obviously then I like I said got her first Latin Grammy nomination this year I'm hoping one day she'll get um a Grammy nomination and then the Jonas Brothers um need to release some new music before they can get another Grammy nomination um but anyway moving on I got some Marvel stuff to talk to you all about before we kind of close out today's episode um so I saw Eternals in theater a few weeks ago yeah oh oh I'm sorry one more thing while I'm talking about movies that I love this year in the heights the movie soundtrack did get nominated for a Grammy I am obsessed with In the Heights. I watched it like five times when it came out. I actually got an early screening of it like a month before it was actually released. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited that they got nominated for a Grammy. Well-deserved. Anyway, back to Marvel, what I was talking about. I saw Eternals a few weeks ago and I I hadn't really been able to talk to you all about it. So spoilers ahead, but honestly, if you haven't seen it by now, um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, But Eternals, absolutely amazing. I... I know that there was a lot of mixed reviews. I know it got really low ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I know a few people I spoke to were like, eh, I didn't like it. I know other people I spoke to were like, that was the best MCU movie I've seen in a long time. So yeah, very mixed opinions for sure. But I, for one, um, kind of really just adore 
um, The Eternals. I loved, obviously, it is an origin story. It is a first movie. I believe the first, I, I kind of told someone about this recently, kind of the first movie for any hero or hero group, like an introduction movie, origin movie in the MCU is going to be a little slower, a little bit uh, information and background and learning about the characters, but the sequels are usually, um, in some cases, I won't say all cases, but for the most part, um, a little more exciting. So I'm excited to see, you know, and it's going to be a long time, but the Eternal sequel, um, my favorite characters were definitely Ajax, and spoiler alert, I was very upset when she died. Um, I know she's going to be back, though, because Salma Hayek said that she signed on for, um, several Marvel movies, so she has to be alive somehow, and I can't wait till they bring her back, because it was absolutely incredible to see the first ever Latina superhero in the MCU. In the comics, we've got a few. We've got America Chavez and, you know, a few others. But to see, finally, on the screen, that representation. I mean, it's been over 10 years. It's It's been, like, what, 12, 13 years since the MCU... Almost 12, 11 years, I'm sorry, since the MCU started. And we never had a Latina superhero or any kind of Latino representation. So to see Salma Hayek um, was a little bit even emotional for me. Um, and I know this movie did that for so many people. There was, um, you know, representation of the deaf community and the LGBTQ community and the Asian American community and, um, you know, all sorts of different minorities. So... Yeah, definitely an incredible movie, especially in terms of representation. For me, that was the most special part of the movie. My other favorite characters, I loved um, Cersei, which is the character played by Gemma Chan. Um, and all the promotional stuff and even like the trailers, they didn't show her too much. So I didn't realize how big her role in the movie would actually be. But I adore Gemma Chan. Um, I think it's really interesting how she is playing two very different characters in the MCU. I assume her character from Captain Marvel is not coming back. There's really no reason to bring her back, but I just found that very interesting. But I love her in Crazy Rich Asians, and I think she killed it as Cersei. Um, I also loved Makari. I loved getting to see a character uh, kind of do ASL or speak ASL. Um, and just, I don't know, I loved her character. She she didn't even need, like, um, verbal words in order to, like, really just steal my heart. Um, and there was a lot of comedic moments and a lot of fun stuff and plot twists and whatnot. I'm not going to spoil them for you. Um, I'm decided to be a little bit nicer in terms of spoilers, even though it did come out a while ago. But all I'm going to say is it's a beautiful movie in terms of representation. Um... There is a sequence at the end that I really enjoy. Um, and of course, the end credit scene, major, major spoiler coming up. Um, Harry Styles joining the MCU. Look, how do I say this without the whole world hating me? I've got mixed opinions about it. I'm just going to say it. I love Harry Styles. I have been keeping up with his entire Fine Line tour. Fine Line tour? What did I just say? I meant love on tour. Sorry. Anyway, I've been keeping up with his entire tour. I'm obsessed with him. I love his music. Um, great face as well. But... He's not really an actor, and I feel like the incorporation of Harry Styles into the MCU is maybe because Marvel's trying to reach a new audience of, like, Harry Styles fangirls. Sorry, I'm just gonna say it. Um, I have no doubt that he can do a great job in this role. I'm just a little bit confused about Marvel's motivation behind um, 
hiring Harry Styles in the first place. But with that being said, I am excited to see his character, Thanos' brother, in the comics. He's, like, very different from Thanos, so I really want to see what the MCU does with him. Uh, anyway, I'll leave it at that, but I do want to talk about Hawkeye as well. I have not seen the first two episodes yet. I know they came out today. Um, I just haven't had the opportunity to see them yet because I really, especially when it's something MCU related, I want to be able to be in the moment and focus and give it my full attention. So I'm waiting on that. I almost watched it last night at um, like 2 a.m. when it came out, but um, I opted not to just because there was two episodes and I was never going to be able to get to sleep and I didn't want to be falling asleep while watching it because I want to give it my full attention but anyway my point is it's out today on Disney plus check it out not sponsored obviously um I'm excited to see Kate Bishop in the MCU um I love her in the comics I definitely also think that this is leading up to Young Avengers and some really cool stuff um coming up in the MCU so I'm really excited Haley Steinfeld as well I absolutely adore her um I loved her voicing Spider-Gwen so now she's taken on a hero in a little bit of a different aspect so I'm really excited to see the series it also takes place kind of like um I wouldn't call it a sitcom necessarily not like WandaVision but it takes place around Christmas and it's supposed to be kind of comedic and stuff so I'm excited for that aspect as well and the last MCU thing I want to talk about right now is um Spider-Man no Way Home is literally out in less than a month. I'm so incredibly excited. Um, tickets go on sale in, what, like, five days? So I'm definitely buying my early tickets. I'm supposed to be out of town the weekend it comes out, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to find some way to see it because I have to see it, like, literally the night it comes out. I'm incredibly excited. We know the multiverse is here. We know they're leading up to the Sinister Six and bringing in the villains from the other Spider-Man franchises. And um, I know, I know, I know. I, for On the one hand, I don't even want to say this because everyone thinks it's going to happen. And I think there is, like, that very small possibility that we're all going to just be, like, <laughs> like Marvel's just trolling us all and it's not gonna happen but come on I'm pretty certain that the other Spider-Mans Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are gonna be in this movie and I am just so excited for that forever it's always been like which is the best Spider-Man which is the best Peter Parker which is the best of both blah 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 I just want to see them all work together like I think each of them has something like that they bring to the table and I'm really excited to see the three of them work together I hope that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have big roles in the movie but even if they make a cameo I will be okay with that um I definitely think there is a um in this full trailer spoiler alert if you haven't seen the trailer um there's a part where MJ played by Zendaya is kind of like falling and um Tom Holland Spider-Man or Peter Parker whichever you want to say uh, is trying to save her and I really would love if in that moment one of two things were to happen number one being Spider-Gwen swoops in and saves her um especially if Spider-Gwen is played by um Emma Emma Stone is that the right Emma gosh there's too many Emmas Emma Stone um that would be really cool but that seems very, very, very unlikely to happen. So, the thing that I really would like to happen is if Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man swoops in and saves her because he couldn't save his Gwen. Like, Marvel, if you didn't do that, why? Why, Marvel? Anyway, I can't really comment much more on it until we see it, but I have really high expectations. I think this is going to be definitely, and sorry to Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and, um, and Eternals, but I definitely think this is going to be the best Marvel movie this year. 
but I would venture to say it's going to be one of my top favorite Marvel movies ever. So I'm very excited. Also, um, I was just talking about Kate Bishop and being in the MCU and then um, Wiccan and Speed, which are Wanda's children, and a few other, like, kind of younger or young Avengers characters are coming in. So I would love the incorporation of Miles Morales, um, hopefully with the whole multiverse situation happening. Um, maybe they'll introduce him in this movie. We also have, like, uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, um... So it'll be really interesting to see what's happening. I love, um, I think in like phase one and two of the MCU, it was about like, I love the characters, which I still do. That's not what I mean. But I like, I wanted to like see the movie. But at this point, yes, I do want to see the movies, especially Spider-Man. But it's also about like, I want to see what they're building up to. I want to see what's eventually going to become our Infinity War and Endgame of the new phases. So yeah, um, that's all I really had to talk about today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will try to be a little bit more consistent in terms of uploading episodes. Next week, I am dancing in the Nutcracker Ballet. So unfortunately, I will not have a new episode next week. Um, Just way too much craziness going on. I've got six shows next week. Dress rehearsal craziness insanity. Um, But I will be back the week after and I will have consistent episodes again um, I know it's a little hard to believe, but yes, I will have consistent episodes again. Um, I want to say before I kind of close out today's episode, um, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, that's okay too. I still want you to know I am so thankful for all of you listeners. Um, this podcast has grown a lot over three years. Um, insane to think about. Um, and, you know, I'm just really thankful for those of you who have been here from the beginning, those of you who have just discovered me, um, those of you who are maybe listening to your first episode ever, um, awesome, yeah, so, thank you, I'm thankful for you all this year, um, and before I go, I just want to remind you where you can find me, you can find me, Kennedy C Media on Facebook, Kennedy C underscore blog on Instagram, I don't use that that much, but I'm still there if you want to check it out, um, kennedycblog.com my youtube channel is kennedy castillo that's k-e-n-n-e-d-y c-a-s-t-i-l-l-o in december i will be uploading new videos every single day so you won't want to miss that um where else can you find me my other podcast anchor.fm slash simply screen reviews and if you want links to every single platform where this podcast is available as well as the ability to send me listener messages and listener support you can go to anchor.fm slash kennedy c Um, I believe that is everywhere where you can find me at this moment. Lots of places. So, yeah. Hope you check me out. Hope you're here um, Thursday after next when I return with a new episode. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Wednesday. Um, And thanks for listening. I will be back eventually. (laughs) Um, Happy Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving.